Welcome back to the Journeyman Cave, everybody. This is round 16, a little bit of a bonus episode. And with me as always, Mr. Mark Shakespeare, how are you doing? Yes, always good, mate, aren't we? Two series in the bag. Am I right in saying we've had over 2,500 downloads? Something like that, yeah, it's more than that, I think. But uh, well, it's not bad for a little little setup of us. No, definitely not, mate. Um, thank you for everyone for um, listening. It means the world to us all. It does, we've had some brilliant... Some brilliant fighters on as well, haven't we? Oh, and there's, and there's many more to come. We mate. will, and we will get into that. But what I wanted to do, mate, is, I mean, of course, I've known you since we were kids, and even though we've been doing this podcast, I don't think we've ever sat down and had me ask you, how did you get into the journeyman side of boxing? Because I will say, I know that you've always liked the underdog. Shecky, if anybody doesn't know, likes all them teams that you've never heard of. <laughs> Can you remember Minardi, F1? Oh, That was Shecky's favourite. And who was your favourite uh, cricketing nation? Oh, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, you know, it's just, it's never ending, mate. Obviously England first, but, <laughs> well, you know, yeah, but, but um, obviously I've always liked my Zimbabwe You've always guys. liked your, your minnows, shall we say. But um, So yeah, I mean, boxing, for a start, I never even really thought you were that into it, but it seems, you know... A hell of a lot about boxing. So is that just natural then that you like boxing and you thought, I'm going to side with these guys that get in L's week in, week out? Well, to be quite honest, mate, I mean, I know a little bit about boxing. Like I said, I scratch surface, but I've always been a massive boxing fan. I mean, I came when we were in the 20s, late team. We used to go out on a Saturday night, Saturday fight night would be on, and we all used to run to Butterfields at the time. And yeah. we, all, we used to watch, you know, fight one at eight o'clock. Um, we always used to watch it and... I got it in from there, really, because I would always want to watch, to watch all the fights and all the fighters. And obviously, you get people coming in, tuning in for the main event, and you'll see now you've been to a few small old shows. Mm. You go in, we go in early, there's hardly anybody sat there, the man and his dog, and then by the time main event comes on, everything's banging and they're all in. But I've, I've always liked to watch it from the beginning. Every fight's special to me, and I always find that you see the... The smaller and the earlier fights can be the best ones at lot. Yeah. And as you know, we were an underdog. I was always going to chew for, chew for a wake on and wanna. Yeah. And no one gives me a better buzz than seeing an upset, as you know. So boxing will never know different to any other sport, really. I suppose not. I mean, were there any particular names that we might know that sort of really caught your eye early on in journeyman side? Definitely the Smith brothers. Yeah. Sadly, both of them aren't with us now for circumstances. You know what I mean? But the Smith brothers were always out there. You know, Peter Dunn himself yeah. around at that time and Daniel Thorpe. And I, I used to love watching them. And I, I used to be like that I could see them every week. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, my favourite boxer of my hero were Diego Corrales. But you know, him being such a top fighter, you were only going to see him three or four times a year. If that. Yeah. <laughs> Same now, really. Yeah, it is. So, obviously... Me being the way I am, I had to follow the away corner, being different. And um, it just went on from there, really, mate. And I've gone on from since the Smith brothers have passed away and people like Peter Dunn, Daniel Thorpe and that, you know, they've finished. And Johnny Greaves, I could name a few, a lot more, mate. Um, to now we're seeing these newer crops coming through. You've still got a few of the old ends. You've got Fonz Alexander. Mm-hmm. Um who's been going for a while. Kevin McCauley's just finished. We're up, I were hoping he might get up with Peter Buckley and Chris Late, but obviously... What did he finish, 251? 251, mate, and out, which is great. And we've still got a few out there we'll talk about in a bit. Um, but there's a, a nice new crop coming out now as well. Not as many as there used to be, mm. but there's still some Raw Warriors out there, and Boxy will never survive without these lads. No, you know, you've said that many a time, and you have mentioned before as well that there don't seem to be as many of them around. I mean, we, we, we've had Jake Bay on, 
he's doing it, isn't he? Carl Sampson, we've not had on, but I hope we do one day. He's uh, He's been a good one because in the last year, he, what did he win? Did he win four? Yeah, I think he won four out of six, didn't he? <laughs> the phone stopped ringing, so he didn't fight for a while. Yeah, but. definitely. But he's definitely one to watch out for. Talk. I'd like to talk about three guys, actually. Yeah. I mean, I thought while we're here doing this, as three away fighters, I thought I'd like to pick out this year yeah. to look out for who might cause a odd shock here and there. Yeah, do it. Um, the first one's Robbie Chapman. I think most boxing people will know who he is. I, even I know who Robbie is. But you know his nickname, don't you? It's the Candom Caretaker. Correct. Now... I'm trying. I want. I've had a. I've had a word with you. It's funny you mentioned. I've had a few laughy faces off the famous Ben Whitaker. Right. Um. I know Robbie Chapman wants that fight, and Ben Ben Whitaker's only two and zero. And and yeah, maybe Ben will do the business against Robbie. But I think that'd be a cracking fight to see. I know Ben haven't got anybody lined up properly, and I think Robbie'd be a cracking fight because he for me, Robbie. He's, like I said, he's one of my top three to look out for mm. who, who can go there and cause a big upset. So let's hope we can get Whitaker versus Chapman yeah. this year sometime. So if you're listening, let's get that out there. But Robbie Chapman is number one. Yep. No surprise, really. He's up there and he'll, he'll be causing a few shocks this year, I think. Definitely. Number two, Carl Sampson as well. Carl. Ob- another obvious one, really. I think he won four and six last year. He wants to do it all in the away corner, which I love. Yeah. Which makes him one of my favourites. Yeah. Because he wants to win titles in the away corner. He wants to do it all from the away corner. I don't think his dad wants him to at times, <laughs> Roger. Uh, but, yeah, he wants to do it all in the away corner, and I love that. Yeah, credit to him. If he can do that, if he could bring a central area on English yeah. from the away corner somehow, that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, definitely. So look out for Carl this year. I'm sure there'll be a few people being upset by Carl this year. Mm. No doubt about that. And my third one's a bit of a um, bit of a curveball, really. Right. The guy I want to watch out for this year, who's was coming back this month at the end of March, Richard Elms. Oh yeah. Yes. I recognise that name. He's with Curtis. He for me is one I've always thought can cause the upsets and has been unlucky in times. Mm. And I know he's had a few personal problems to the back end of last year and he's been out for a while. But I've had a few messages with him here and there. And he seems to be back on the right track. And he's my number three to watch out for this year, Richard Elms. Right, good stuff. Now, I know that Curtis calls him the danger man, mm-hmm. but I always call him the hunter. All right. Yeah. Richard the Hunter Helms, I call him. That's got a ring to it, hasn't it? Yeah, because I think he can go there and cause some shocks, and I think he had a few decisions what should have gone his way. Yeah. First, uh, first dozen fights or so. Right. So my number third to watch out for this year is the curveball and that is Richard Elms so let's see how he gets on well there's also a few milestones coming up uh, this year people with names that we've we've met and at least heard of I mean the big one I suppose and it is releasing today this episode it's this coming Friday is it Friday or Saturday Saturday uh, Pooch's final bout that is going to be amazing isn't it I wish we could have gone we're going to be in Brid. <laughs> Back at the caravan. <laughs> we'll be there in spirit, mate. Yeah, definitely. I'll be keeping an eye on that. It'd be great to get him in the future, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, he has said, let's do it. Um, so we'll get his penny saved up. And if my missus lets me out, good old Dawn. Who's he fighting? I'm not sure. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. It's um, something I haven't really seen. He's selling tickets for it, which I think he deserves to do. I hope everyone gets behind him. And I'm sure it'll be an absolutely brilliant night. It'll be buzzing, yeah. And get, go out on a, on a W. And I don't think the away dressing room will be the same when he's gone. Mm. We need, he is just, from what I've heard, 
coming in with his beatbox at times and putting stuff on. I don't think anybody else like him. Proper showman. Yeah. And I know for one, and you as well now, because I know you and him as well, he'll be sadly missed. And I hope he goes out on a high. Yeah, I do. He deserves to go and sell some tickets for that fight, as nobody else deserves it more than he does. I think you might see him around on things, because he's done a lot of interviews um, fairly recently. I've seen him on, I think somebody told me the other day, he'd been on TalkSport. Mm. Um, he speaks really well. He's an intelligent kid, you can tell. And I think he's got so much knowledge that I, I, it'd be a good one to have in on, on commentaries and stuff like that. Um, I don't know if it's something he's looking into, but uh, it'd be nice to think it could go down that route. I think it's a good shout, that, mate. I think, now you're saying that, I think that's something that he'd be really good at. So let's see, but... What else we got coming up this year? Well, we're hoping, we've got a few milestones. I'd like to mention Matty Hall. Mm. Now, Matty Hall is a solid journeyman. Really nice guy. We saw him in Barnsley, yeah. drinking his hot chocolate, bless him. <laughs> uh, top guy. And I know at the end of March that he is coming for his 100th fight. Right. That's a cracking milestone to yeah, have. Yeah. And I, I, can't, I wish him all the best for that. And he deserves a shout out for that because he is one of the top row warriors mm. and not many stop, Matt. And then going on after that, there's our good friend, Harry. Harry Matthews. Yeah. What is he had now, Scarf? Um, he's in the night, early 90s, isn't he? 92, 93, something like that. So hopefully this year he'll, he'll hit his 100 as well. I would say probably summertime he'll have it up there, wouldn't he? And let's hope then that, I mean, if he carries on, good luck to him. But I would like to see him, I'd like to see him on something like Coronation Street, Harry, or something. <laughs> well, he's got his acting career. Oh, what a guy. So. Yeah, he's a, he's a great guy, he's Harry. And I know for a fact he'll be getting that 100 up this year. And I wish him all the best. And then also we've got one, probably, I don't like to say this like, but one of my little favourites. Yeah. Um, I do like Fonz Alexander. Oh, yeah. He's such a character and he's probably my favourite journeyman out there a bit. So people's going to get monk on a bit about that. But Oh, dear. Yeah. I've had a few people asking me, uh, at the minute, with the way he is, it's probably Fonz. And when I saw him fall asleep on them yoga mats in Barnsley... Oh, yeah, you said... It was brilliant, nearly. What's his record standing at? I'm not sure at the moment, mate, but I know he's on fight 148, so he will have his 150 up probably by April. Right. Now, that is some achievement, in it? Definitely. And I'm I'm hoping we'll see him in Barnsley again very soon. I hope so, yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to see him himself. He's someone I'd love to have on the show, but, yeah, I'm sorry, lads, but probably fond of my favourite. <laughs> so... Thinking back to this past series, we've had some good lads on. So, shall we just have a quick uh, recap like we did uh, for the first series? And I mean, I'll, I don't think we could have had a better start than Paul Royston. By far the best talk we've had. I, I Yeah, one of my favourite episodes. Like you said, we shouldn't be choosing as favourites, but Paul, you know, funny, smart kid, good storyteller. And I was so ex- excited for that episode to come out and I got a great reception when it did. Yeah, he got a, f- a fantastic response, didn't he, in his yeah. first week of release, and rightfully so. And it would have really enjoyed talking to him. And like I said, he's probably his biggest fan now, is Paul, isn't he? Yeah, he's always sharing his stuff and that. And to be fair, he messed me over there saying, what's to come for a drink in April? Mate, let's get it booked in then, because you know what I'm like. Yeah, we'll do that, mate. Yeah, cracky one to start off with. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, start the new year uh, with Lee Conley, who's now retired. Absolute gentlemen yeah that's the word isn't it yes the most nicest kindest and probably the more one of the most intelligent boxers i have ever met yeah and it were a genuine pleasure to get him in here it were and what i like about him retired on my favorite number 99 very very clever and i don't think there'll be anybody else out there who's got 99 and out yeah it'll call that he um i'm i'm i don't is he still keeping his 
it's two in. Is he doing out with uh, Manor Boxing Academy? Uh, I'm sure he'll be down at Manor. I'm sure he'll be still down at Manor. Right. Um, and I've I haven't really spoke to him since. I know he's been it's been a little bit hard for him. I think you know not when you retire and it's like you said when you're a journeyman you retire. What's out there for him? Because mm. that used to going up, getting up, getting up in the morning, jogging, doing the road work, off to work. Then they come home, back to the gym, do the night jogging, and then all of a sudden that stops. and Your routine, innit? Yeah, so, but yeah, I, I think he'll be fine, Lee, and I know he's going to enjoy some family time now, so yeah, that'll be good. He's earned it. Um, and then the next episode with that round 11 was with uh, Jason Ball, which was a bit different to, to, you know, he's done MMA and all these other martial arts I can't remember the name of. <laughs> so that's another good episode. Quite a short one, but... It packed a lot in. He most certainly did. And he brought a different audience, didn't he? And we found Jason. Yeah, yeah. We had different people saying, I, you know, we had a few more different listeners in for that. And like you mentioned, I don't swear very much, but I did in that one a couple of times because <laughs> he is one hard man, isn't he? Yes. Oh, God. Uh, oh, wait, oh, <laughs> to punch in the face has all been it with sticks. It with or... sticks, yeah. Jason's oh, your man. He is. Laid, really, really laid back, but yeah, like you say, hard as nails. Yeah. And a great guy. And I'm sure we'll see him again in the future. I hope so. Um, what's he? Do you know if he's up to much? In it? Is he still doing the? Yeah, he's still doing. Um, I'm not sure what they call it. He's saying he's done that many, aren't he? Yeah. But he's hoping, I think, in the one that he's doing now. I'll have to try. I'm sorry, Jace. I don't know what it's called, but he's hoping with this sport that he's doing now um, that it might become an Olympic event. Yes, he mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, and if it does come off, I think he'll be going to Olympics. That'd be, That'd be brilliant. I know, like he says, not a many. The, the, Whatever this kind of martial arts is he's doing now, um, I know it's not very popular in not many places that do it, but I know as soon as he went into his first tournament, I think he mentioned he got a bronze, didn't he? Yeah. It's a naturally So yeah. he's a natural hard man, isn't he? He just, just enjoys a scrap. But you won't think that talking to him, would you? Absolutely not, no. He's more laid back than me. And I will say it again, if we had more Jason in the world, it'd be a better place. Definitely. So Definitely chilled. Would. What a guy. Yeah, so then we went on our travels. Went to see... Uh, Shoei, Reese Taylor, down in uh, Birmingham, which was, I know we mentioned it on intro to that episode, that was interesting, <laughs> oh. <laughs> on location. He was a perfect setup, wasn't he, and so quiet, and then all of a sudden a wedding piled in. <laughs> and You couldn't have scripted it. But thank you to Ry Carriger for all the work he did on that episode. And like everyone said to us, it was a bit of a tough listen. We've, we live and we learn, we're not perfect. But a lot of people have told me after about five or ten minutes, they just seem to just sound it out. And yeah. it's had a bit of a good response, hasn't it, really? Yeah, and it's such a nice kid, is Shoei. Um, and I'm glad we could get it out. And I think we definitely have to call in on him again, because he's still going. So he's going to have more, more stories to tell in, in future. Mm. Um, but yeah, so that were again, learning curve. And uh, it gives us editors something to do, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Well... <laughs> They don't do enough, do they? <laughs> <coughs> so, uh, after that then, so yeah, when we went to Carl Wilde, um, another one of my, probably my top episodes, we got really into in, into the reads with, with Carl, didn't we, into his, his career. Another great speaker, storyteller, um, had me laughing out loud, uh, listening back to it. Yeah, we had a bit of a sadness at the end, didn't we, as well? Yeah, um, yeah, there were. But it, it had to be mentioned, I'm so glad that he got it out there. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was funny with Carl actually because I didn't know anything. I didn't know much about Carl, but obviously I think I mentioned it earlier in, in the episode when we did with him. Like um, it was Ross Birkinshaw who put me in touch with him, mm. and 
it were good to get him on as his first gatekeeper, wasn't it, really? Yes. And the one thing Carl did say to me is, when we spoke, he said, if I do do this, Mark, he said, I want to do it properly. And I don't want to sound an idiot, which you were never going to do anyway. No. You're always going to sound good. But he come prepared, and I think we did him proud. And it was a cracking episode, and we got a lot of detail. It were it were a good episode. I've had a few people say that they really, really enjoyed that one. And one of the longer ones as well. I know some people might not like a longer episode length, but when you're getting into it like that, it flies by. And like I say, I listened to it. It was over an hour, isn't there? And it, it flies in no time, um, because it was just interesting <laughs> to listen to. But yeah, so enjoyed Carl. Uh, then we went back on location again and uh, went to see Jake Pollard in Bridlington. Well, we had to go to Brid, didn't we, mate? Oh, we're always there. <laughs> yeah, but I've become quite good friends with Jake. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud to call him a friend, and I know you are too. Yeah. And he's probably now one of the most active journeymen out there. And he was definitely a bit different because he also manages himself, as you'll find out in the episode. Yeah. And he's got Nabil Ahmed with him as well, who'll be coming on the show in the future, hopefully. Mm. And he was he great into it. It was great to go and see him. And we love Bridlington, don't we, mate? Yeah. So, but yeah, and I heard someone say last week, I think it was Steve Goodwin, was it? Said that they called him, I know we come the Yorkshire Warrior, but um, Steve Goodwin, I think it was called him, um, the immovable object. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's definitely one of the most busiest out there and such a great guy. And I now know what one of, what his job is now, don't, which I never heard of before in my life. He's the farrier. Yeah. That were, uh, that were interesting to hear as well. So we'll be keeping tabs on Jake because he's still, still active, very active, and uh, hopefully get that W on his record. Yeah, and I, another one as well. He'll, I think he'll be at half century before the summer's up. Yeah, he's in the 40s, isn't yeah. he? So, yeah, well... Another milestone. Yeah, but like Jake says, he ain't bothered about W, he just keeps doing what he's doing. Exactly, exactly. And then we rounded off the series with uh, another one that been mentioned, who got mentioned in a lot of other episodes. Uh, Wayne Reed, we've met a few times, haven't we? Yeah, he said you're going to be shittiest podcast in the world, he said. Oh, Pardon me swearing. You you me swear, Wayne. Don't Shocking. be daft. It were, no, it were good. He's got some stories as Wayne. And, uh, well, it's just, it's just a character, isn't he? He's a great guy. And... You know, another one, he could have achieved more in the sport, but, you know, he had some good stories for us and it was nice to have someone again on from Price, who were on Price Fighter at the time and it feels like he should have done better on that. And, yeah, I really enjoyed having him in and we still keep in touch with him quite regularly, don't we? Yeah, well, he, he's in corner now, isn't he? He's, and he's still becoming... I bet we see him at Barnsley a few times in future. Yeah. We've already been to one with him. Mm. Um, so he's, he's, he's busy doing that and... Uh, like I said, just a, just a real character, and a lot. Of, like I said, a lot of people mentioned him, and it was good to get him in and finally hear his side of things because he, uh, he, yeah, he got around a bit, did Wayne? So um, I know, I know, I said it last time. I don't necessarily like calling them the seat, packaging them as series, but the way they get recorded, they sort of come in batches, don't they? So it again felt natural that those Paul up to Wayne sat together as a as a. A, a series and so that's what you know that's the only reason we're saying that I'm not I'm not a big fan of locking things up into seasons normally but mm. it just seemed natural so that's what we're going to do which of course hopefully again we'll be straight into series three no stopping and I have to say mate I think it just keeps getting better we've got some great names coming haven't we do we shall we tease them with a few yeah, I think it'd be rude not to want it go on I'll let you tell them well I mean we're going to be kicking off with uh, Matt Seawright now I am not too proud to say that the first time I laid eyes on the bloke, uh, I shit my pants a bit. Because <laughs> he's one mean-looking fucker. <laughs> but 
met him and you know what? What a guy. Really, really just genuinely again again something of a gentleman about him I found. Um I mean like I say, don't he looks pretty scary. But he were he were very straight talking, honest, and uh, I enjoyed it. He's and he's of course had a great well had a great career in the sport, didn't he? Yeah, well, I made a mistake, didn't I, on that episode? Because I'll tell you this now. Because um, I remember, uh, I wanted to ask him about his two Barnsley fighters, didn't I? Yes, yeah. Which were Lee Gibbons and Robbie Barrett. Now we didn't get into that because we were in fields, but I have since been in contact with with Matt, and he, <laughs> I says, "What do you think to um, Lee Gibbon and Robbie Barrett?" And his response was. <laughs> To be honest, Mark, I've heard that many. I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we apologise to Lee and Robbie for not getting you in on that episode. But I know I spoke to Lee Gibbon, breaking news, and he's going to come on in. Oh, cool. Uh, So that's what Barnes Lab can up to in the future. Yeah, spot on. Well, shall we mention, I mean, one of our favourites, we mentioned him earlier, just talking about journeyman, Daniel Thorpe. Yeah, being one I've been after for a while and one of the best at his craft. And one... We finally got him in there. It's been a while because he's, you know, he's busy. But I was dead chuffed just like him. I'm chuffed with anybody. Yeah, of course. And what we'll find on this series is we try and mix things up a little bit, don't we? Yeah. We don't want to have all veterans and, you know, we want to have a few in who aren't going to create up to give them all a voice. So in this series three, we'll have two cracking veterans there. And you never know, maybe a couple more besides. You never know yet. Yeah. And we've also got a few in there as well, like Miles Newton. Yeah who didn't have that many, but has got some nice stories yeah. to come up with. I look oh, forward yeah, to that genuine one. genuine pleasure talking to Miles. And one of the best speakers a lot is, like you said, well, we've got Liam Wright coming as, as well. Do you know what? That, that is going to be one popular episode. Because, again, it's strange, isn't it? Someone who not had... I mean, how many fights did he have? Uh, about 16, 16 17, something like that. But he could tell a story, and it was brilliant. I, I, that, that, again... That comes out. I'm excited for that because that's what one of the best ones we've done for me. And it's just nice when you, you're not kind of expecting it. You know, you're thinking, well, I might get half an hour at him, you know, sort of thing. No, a lot longer than that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's four names there. And there's there's a few more to come. We'll keep them quiet for time being. Yeah. But a couple of surprises, hopefully. I think so. If everything pans out, there's going to be some, some curveballs. So please keep following, keep liking and subscribing, listening to us. We appreciate everything, you know, everybody who, who takes the time to listen to us two idiots. Um, massive thanks again to Rye and Jim for all their work. Just not possible without them. We know the amount of hours they put in um, with the Mink Studios for letting us in pretty much whenever we want. Um, it's never too much bother for Harry. He's, he's such a nice guy. And like, follow us on our socials, your regular updates, and hopefully we'll just keep improving things and, you know, these episodes keep coming out and keep you all entertained. We will definitely do our best, mate, and thank you for everyone for listening. Yep, we'll catch you in Series 3. <laughs>